the latest in the Jordan Miles escapade. Batista, the NWO, going into the Hall of Fame. Sin Cara and Luke Harper released. All this and more on episode 60 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Guys, how are y'all doing? Pretty good. Brandon, why are you so close to the camera? You look like you have scabies on your face. Hey, you know what? Listen, ever since I've uh, been on this podcast, I've carried it as a co-host uh, really to new heights that we just didn't think were possible. But do you even believe at the yourself? same time? At the same time, I've received death threats, insults to my character. <clears throat> I'm asking the authorities involved. But I want to say something, you know, I'm about professionalism. Okay, Lana. Punctuality. Appreciate that, Lana. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you're receiving death threats? That's right. The chat's already saying, by the way, Kyle, Kyle Masters of uh, All Elite Podcast says, still waiting for the Brandon for your thoughts podcast. It's true. When's your spinoff coming, Brandon? You know what? I'm working on it. I'm think- I got a lot of thoughts, a lot of things on my mind. Uh, we'll just do a political podcast for you. You can discuss the impeachment proceedings of Trump. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I shouldn't have said that because he's going to start a rant. But anyway, Drew, uh, Drew is also here to pick up the pieces from where Brandon started us off with such low energy on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there on the co-host thing, Brandon, because you definitely don't carry it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that's carrying is your hairline right now. I'm a little questionable. Uh, I kind of want you to put a hat on because it's, it's scaring the younger generation. Just like the back of your chair. That's not. He's not losing hair. His his I'm his face. No, no, no. His hair Cheating. is just is just running from his face and his political opinions, because it doesn't want to be too close to his mouth. I'm gonna start combing it forward. I think maybe that'll help. That's what I do, you brother. Just brother. Shave, it, shave it bald. Shave, shave it bald. It just embrace it, all right. Brandon, Brandon you're the, the only one. End, right? You can shave your head on this. On the, you're the only one that can shave your head and it looks good. Seriously, <laughs> I shave my head, I look horrible. Yeah, you, we're, we're not like going to get to that. Right, you'll yeah. just look like a badass. But since I keep saying brother, brother, let, let's go to this right here because I want to show everybody the. Uh, uh, if you're looking on the video version, you have our episode cover, which is episode sixty. They're going to need a bigger stage, brother, brother. With the news of the Hall of Fame, uh, now I wanna I wanna give credit to the guy that made this graphic because he's uh super talented. Uh, his name's Richard Underwood. He's from Bluefield, uh, West Virginia here, and uh, so uh, I just wanna give a shout out to him because um, this he said he started making it like uh, really late at night. It took him six hours. Woke up in the morning, and then he realized what was missing from the graphic was that NWO logo spray-painted onto the, on the podium. This is pretty much every single member of the NWO right here. So I guess that leads us probably into our first topic. What are we thinking about Batista and the NWO leading the 2020 class of the Hall of Fame? Ooh, that's big. But what do you, that's really big. So specifically what I want to talk about um, uh, is the NWO. I mean... 
How are we feeling about the members that they're inducting? Have you heard who they're inducting? Because uh, they're inducting Hogan, Hall, and Nash, and X-Pac. So, Brandon, right. since, so I was going to say, since That's X-Pac right, is it. your favorite wrestler. You take you wanna... that, everybody. I've been saying it for years. X-Pac is a Hall of Famer. He's a two-time. No, me. he's a two-time Hall of Famer now. Two-time Hall of He's the first yeah, guy. Yeah, going to say that. He's the first guy that is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in back-to-back years. In fact, that's right. Back-to-back. Oh, it feels good to be vindicated. This is what it's all about. I hate it. I'm gonna so, hate. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to Corey Graves, and I kind of agree. I think. Uh, I think Eric Bischoff should have been the fourth member. Because yeah. if you think about it, was he not the mastermind behind but see, it? But the, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say that, and it's like, but uh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you didn't, you don't induct Vince McMahon with Degeneration X. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But it's like he, he was the authority figure. I guess the difference is, yes, he was in physically in the NWO at the same time. Um, but I don't know. Like to me, it should have just been the original three. And uh, I don't know why they decided to put an Xbox. They were probably like, there's that. There's that guy in Tampa that really likes him. Uh, we're going to be in Tampa. Let's put X-Pac in. X-Pac to... is going to be a three-top Hall of Famer because he's going in as a singles competitor. He'll be the first ever Mark three-timer. My words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Take that uh, Unbelievable. Uh, I, I, if you had told okay. me, if, before you say that, <laughs> if you had told me X-Pac was going to be a back-to-back Hall of Famer, two-time Hall of Famer, I'd have, I'd have said you were a liar. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Batista's okay with me as long as uh, Dana Brooke is the one <laughs> who introducts him into the Hall of Fame. Well, she's trying to be his date, but um, I, I don't know if you all heard this, uh, but uh, but Batista's not going to have a date at the Hall of Fame. Do you know why? Uh, why? Because he walks alone! Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> and, and now that I have to uh, soften my vocal cords for the rest of the podcast, there. I, I was trying to do an impression of Xavier Woods at WrestleMania 35. If you haven't seen that video, it's like him shouting Batista's song and losing his voice pretty much. Oh man, oh man. But go ahead. I don't. I don't know if uh, Elias is going to be too happy about this. I think they need to fight it out. I don't think Drake Maverick's going to be too happy about this. <laughs> or Drake, yeah. This is quite a love triangle brewing here. <laughs> it's okay. Love triangle? It's like a it's a four-way. <laughs> <laughs> the fatal four-way, brother, brother. I love rhombus. They're going to have a triple threat for, for Dana Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Kyle asked something just to just to piss me off, and I know it. Uh-huh. But <laughs> he says, "So touchy subject. Does Chris Benoit go in? Let me hear yes. Brandon's. Let me hear Brandon's. <laughs> let me hear Brandon's explanation." Of course, look with Chris uh, with Chris Benoit being the Hall of Fame, had he not killed his family allegedly? Absolutely, absolutely, he would. Yes, right. So you still got to put him in the hall. You just put a little asterisk by his name. You know, I was going to endorse O.J. Simpson, and I, yeah. after he killed his family, still, I, it's okay, right? Because I was going to endorse yeah. him before he killed his family. Yeah. Oh, okay. O.J.'s got to go killed in. Nicole. Ba- yeah. Bonds is going in. McGuire's <laughs> got to go in. Who so, else? Wait, 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 wait. Pete Ro- so you're comparing... So wait, 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 wait. So you're comparing murder what? to steroids and what? betting 
and betting on, on in baseball. Look, crimes are crimes. It's different degrees, you know. You serve different amounts of time, but I mean, no. you can't deny the skill. You can't deny his Look, here's body my thing. work. Here's what my he's thing. Done. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Chris Benoit was one of the best, if not the best, technical wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. He is the only man that I ever looked at um, during that time period in WCW, and I said, Chris Benoit is a guy that I feel like legitimately could kill me in real life. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's the problem. So literally, literally I was like, so the, his whole silent but violent and this, I loved his gimmick. I loved everything about it. When that happened, he scrubbed himself from, from the history books. The thing is, I it's awkward. I mean, it's it's awkward. Remember, I I'm I'm admitting to you all, I'm a, I'm a huge Chris Benoit fan. It's awkward to look back on on wrestling moments that I grew up uh, as a child and looked back on and said, uh, "Wow, look at this! Look at WrestleMania 20! Look at when he won the WCW World Title! Look at when he joined the Four Horsemen and this! All these stuff that are so vivid in my mind, and I can't have fun with it. I can't I can't think of anything else besides the fact that he killed." Nancy Benoit and his son Daniel. That's the only thing I can think about. And and so it doesn't discredit his career, but he's never he never should go into the Hall of Fame because we should never be talking about him. You know, we have a platform where we're allowed to, but the, I agree with the WWE to never talk about him again. They shouldn't. Um but anyway, I think okay. maybe they could, they should just let it die down, like they did with Hogan. You know, they let Hogan go away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they, they, let, they brought yeah, him back. Benoit, because Benoit can come back, yeah. right? I think because Nancy well, can I come think, back, because yeah. Daniel da Daniel could come back, because your stupid opinions you can come back from on on this episode, right? Right. I'm just <laughs> saying. I think if you if you give it enough time, I think people will be go ahead and try to troll. But the seriousness it. of the of the situation is, if if someone kills their 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 wife and their kid they they should we should never ever glorify them again. It's as simple as that. I don't care. I don't care if it was fucking Hulk Hogan. I don't care if it was if it was the biggest if it was Vince McMahon himself. We shouldn't. We should never talk about them again. Uh, and now Kyle asked to troll, and and Brandon's going to say something. This he goes now. <laughs> now hear me out. He goes, what if he was in the NWO? <laughs> yes. See, yeah. If he was a part of a stable, you have to put him in. You can't exclude him. <laughs> By the way, if you hear some coughing, I know you heard coughing last week. That's because uh, Drew had just come down, uh, for, gotten better from his case of bitch assness. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with a, the flu myself, so I. No, you're dealing with bitch assness because you made out with me, and now you got it. I am and not. Brandon's I'm, about to get it next week. I am not at liberty to discuss wait, that. Um, wait, who am I making out with? Penny. Speaking of making out, Drew called me about 20 minutes before the podcast is on air, and he goes, I want to come over, Daddy. And I was like, no. No, that's really creepy. Don't come over. Go go to your house. Stay far away from me. And he's just like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really sure. He goes, okay, last offer. And then, you know, it was just it was just really awkward. But, it, but that makes me want to do, all jokes aside, that does make me want to do like an in-person podcast. I think it would be pretty damn cool. That would be yeah. I could imagine like you and uh, you and Kenny sit next to each other. That'd be pretty good. Why? Why do you? Why do you always exclude yourself from everything? <laughs> no, I just I just meant like, I, wouldn't it be weird if all three of us were sitting next to each other? I don't know. 
So so we're getting no. some so we're getting some podcasting questions. Uh, uh, the question is, what microphone do you use? Is it USB or XLR? Um, I use a I use a USB microphone. Uh, it's a condenser mic. Uh, this is <clears throat> Brandon. Crap, I don't even remember what microphone this is. Um, why does it does it capture the baritone in my voice? Yes, <laughs> um, it yeah. does. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is. I just get a, got a text from my sisters. By the way, it says I have your child. <laughs> Because she's, <laughs> she, she, she's at my my parents' house right now, so she just I just get a random text like I have your child. Um, that's funny. Um, so I use a USB mic. I can't remember if uh, well Brandon is off right now, but I will uh, I will text you later. Brandon, I have news. Yeah, your WrestleMario for three through three, aka oh, yes. Fernando Velasquez, your biggest fan. Is on yeah. right now. He says eight a.m. and ready to talk about wrestling and shit and talk dumbass Brandon. <laughs> Perfect morning. Yes, Brandon. Speaking What's of up, dumbass Fernando? Brandon, yeah. Speaking of dumbass Fernando. Brandon, what else do you have to say about the Hall of Fame, Brandon? I want to go onto a rant about the Hall of Fame. Actually, wait. What What do you not like about the Hall of Fame? What, what I don't it? like about the fa- the Hall of Fame is the fact that people take the Hall of Fame so damn seriously. And, and it, they they make the Hall of Fame something it's not, and uh, everybody's so damn critical. This time of year is when the toxicity, like once the Hall of Fame inductees are announced, the toxicity comes out in full gear on on Twitter. And, and my issue is people are like, well, they they still haven't inducted this person, or they still haven't inducted like name some people they haven't inducted that they should. Did they the do Rock. China yet? The Rock. The yeah. Rock's perfect. Christian Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin's in. Right. He's in since 09. I'm going to say something uh, controversial. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say the GOAT, Chris Jericho. I don't care if he's on AEW. That's right. Why the fuck is he not inducted? Yeah, Y2J needs but to be the Hall of Famer. It's not legit. Chris Benoit. That's <laughs> <laughs> another one. I can't, I can't deal with this today. Um, Victoria? 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 <clears throat> she should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. But here's Why the problem. Alexa Bliss in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Alexa oh, Bliss. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> first ballot Hall of Fame. She will be. She will be. Like if you if, right. if if there's like one besides the four horsemen that stands out uh to go into the Hall of Fame, it's definitely Alexa Bliss. But um getting back to my point. Statlander should be in the WWE. <laughs> Drew, by the way, I found out Chris Statlander is my height. So she's like five nine. Holy crap. See, yeah, I told so you she, she was tall. Yeah, <laughs> so so Chris Statlander. No, but I thought she was like six one. Yeah, well that's because who did she wrestle that night? Um, it wasn't Emmy Sakura, was it? Was no, it Emmy Sakura? It was the other one, right? Yeah, it's the other Oriental. <laughs> I was wow. waiting for Brandon Sweet to say Jesus. it. It was Hikaru, listen, Hikaru all, Shida. Not to sound racist here, but all the girls in AEW, the the Asian Oriental, however the politically correct terminology is, all right, they're all, all right, fairly JR. short. <laughs> they're all fairly short. So yeah, I get it. Most girls look tall, but I looked at her legs and saw yeah, how long looked, her yeah. legs were. And I was like, this girl's pretty tall. So that's I how, to that's see how I judge height. That's Baker. how I that's how I judge the height of my friends too. I pretty much look at everyone's <laughs> legs and I go, you know what? That, there's a lot of there's a lot of thigh space there. There's a lot of thigh space. <laughs> that guy's about six one. <laughs> can measure from there, you know. <laughs> it was just an awkward thing to say. <laughs> I was like, Shit. Well, I think it's different. Like when you look at a girl and you can see that <laughs> they have long legs. Fernando yeah, yeah, says yeah. sweet segment talking about legs. Yeah, let's talk about legs in professional wrestling. All right, who's got the sweetest you know guys in professional legs? wrestling? 
Randy Orton, duh. Oh, Randy Orton's <laughs> definitely got the calves of a stallion. Of a stallion. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I'm really liking uh, Brandy Rose's legs. Ooh, that, that is a good one. And Brandon, must I say real quick before Kenny says something? Yeah. I'm impressed because <laughs> she is she's African American. And that was the first one out of your mouth. What is that supposed to be? Because you the, usually don't like if you want me to not people. be yeah, I was gonna say if you don't want me no. to be politically correct, you, you don't like black girls. I'm Brandon, no. I'm so proud of you right that, now. Like, that is just not the case. It takes yeah. a white guy and an wait, wait it like, takes a white guy and an Asian guy to be proud of the fact that a black man likes a black woman. Like how sad is that about you? Why are you so self hating, man? You guys just and people got in the chat out. are like racist ass Brandon. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but back to Listen, size. I, I will agree with Brandon. I personally think she's one of the prettiest women in wrestling. Like I really think Cody Rhodes knocked it out of the park with her. One of the prettiest black women. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Wow, <laughs> wow Brandon. But anyway, now Does that she counts, though, is, like, what did yes, you just counts. say? Yes, Another yes, country or something. Yes, she counts. All right. Oh, sweet. As long anyway. as we agree. Kyle says he's on your your side with a winky face. By the way. Yes. Kyle is going to measure your thighs <laughs> the next time he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the chat is saying Big Swole can destroy Brandon. It's true. <laughs> Big swole from here. Big swole. Big swole's good looking too, man. See, Brandon, I could, I could, <laughs> I could call a spade a spade. Brandon's like, uh, I just don't like her braided hair. You know, uh, not about that. Like. <laughs> you know what? I, she could go for something a little more traditional, I think. But you know, it works. Uh, it's wrestling. That's Brandon, has wait, no wait, 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 wait. No, no, Brandon, <laughs> that is traditional. How is that not no, traditional? I mean, you're talking about traditional Caucasian is what you're talking about. In terms of Big Swole, that is traditional. I just mean traditional in the normative sense. The norm. Anyway, I'm going to have to change subjects before I get mad. But anyway, back to Milky Thighs. So we're talking. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Now I don't know what to talk about. Batista, let's go on to Batista in the Hall of Fame. I want to talk about Ooh, that, that real quick. That's Milky Thighs right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's got he's got big big uh, calves and uh, that's the theme of this episode. Yes, he's got more thighs than Colonel Sanders. Now, <laughs> really, nothing. <laughs> that should have been your nothing. That should have been your title. <laughs> Batista's got more thighs than Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Oh, see, see, we should title oh, these episodes after after we go on air. But yeah, I guess let, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, I was um, just thinking that. Let's move on. Dude, to, I like what? I like Batista being in the Hall of Fame. He should be, yeah. right? No, absolutely. I think I think yeah. It's in Tampa. So so okay, so back to my um my my little rant about the Hall of Fame. I know we got a little off topic there. But the problem is there is no qualification for when people should go into the Hall of Fame to me. So the WWE is just really going off of venue and buy rate. So the Hall of Fame is 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 pretty much an event. Um, I know it honors, yes, the, the greatest people, but there's no official vote. There's no this, there's no that. Um, my point is, Bruno San Martino went in after Stone Cold Steve Austin, went in after um, Stone, sorry, the Stone Cold Hulk Hogan. Um, no, he didn't go in before, or he went in before Macho Man. But the point is, if we're talking uh, decades, Bruno San Martino should have been in the Hall of Fame before anybody else. Andre the Giant went in before uh, Bruno San Martino. So the point is, I don't think we should go. Victoria needs to be in before this person or 
Batista shouldn't go in before this person. Um, Edge, the, the chat is saying Edge went in right after his retirement. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Edge was still fresh in our minds, all right? The fact that he had to retire. So WWE pulled the trigger on that quick. The same thing Christian with Batista. Christian should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely Christian should be. But the problem is, I don't understand why people qualify it that Christian should go in before Batista. It doesn't need to happen sequentially. Uh, Batista retired last year. Batista surprised us and had a retirement matched. Okay? And then all of a sudden, he's going into the Hall of Fame next year. That makes sense because it's in Tampa. Where does Batista live? Where does he have his gym? In Tampa. It makes sense. I also said, don't at me when Christian's announced as the last <laughs> member of the 2020 Hall of Fame. Because to me, you got you to gotta sandwich the Hall of Fame in terms of announcements. They're going to start big with the NWO. Hulk Hogan's from Tampa. Hint, hint. Um, you're going to do the NWO. And then you got to end big with Christian. There's a reason they're announcing it. You can't just say, just throw everything all at once. Like, you ever seen Brandon on a date? Brandon just throws it all out. Brandon just throws it all out in the first five minutes. And then by the end of the date, he's just stuttering for words. And then they're like, this guy's boring. If he had uh, saved, you want to come back to mother's house? But said, uh, you want to uh, uh, meet my mother? Actually, let's sneak in through the front window. Oh, man. Uh, but my, but, but my internet. You know, I'm convinced, by the way, the, the episode where Brandon said his internet got cut out. I'm pretty sure what happened was his mother grounded him that week. <laughs> And just disabled the internet because he's like, look, I have the text that says my mother, that the line is cut. And I'm pretty sure she just unplugged it. And Brandon was, was stupid enough to not check, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, the, 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 the Hall of Fame, it's like, guys, everybody's going to go. I'm going to give you a really good spoiler. Everybody's going into the fucking Hall of Fame. Everybody that WWE wants to go into Hall of Fame will go in. The only person that they're going to have trouble with, and Brandon's about to say Chris Benoit. I'm going to cut it off right now. Yeah. So the only person uh -huh. that they're going to have trouble with is Owen Hart. They want Owen Hart to go in. Uh, Mark Henry cried during his Hall of Fame speech and said, Martha, let Owen go in. They want it to happen, all right? The Hart Foundation 1997 would be an amazing, amazing induction. What's sad is that pretty much it would only be Bret Hart on that stage if they induct the entire uh, Hart Foundation of 97. And God knows we when we, we put Bret Hart on the stage by himself, some idiot's going to attack him. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, Brandon was about to jump the rails himself. At, I was at, ready, uh, man. But that was weird. I don't. I, I know we've said it on this podcast, but it, how how weird was it? We literally entered the arena at last year's Hall of Fame, sat down, and when we sat yeah. down is when the dude. So we were already late for the Hall of Fame, but yeah. and then some dude attacks Bret Hart. So we're already confused because we're just getting in there. We're hustling, bustling. We see the ring. We're like the Hall of Fame's usually on the stage. This is confusing, and then all of a sudden some idiot attacks Bret Hart, and we're like, uh. <laughs> Like none of, none of that night made sense. None of that night I made sense. I thought it was sense. a work, man. I thought right? it was a work. Because, because of we're looking at a ring, we're like, maybe this doesn't yeah. work. But, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, do you think fans should maybe vote or they should have sort of maybe the boys vote or something? Not, do something? Not like, looking uh, at Twitter, no. No. Because, <laughs> because it's not that people are wrong, but like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like there's, there's some planning that goes into the hall of fame and, and what they want to do that year and what they want to do yeah. for the locals. Um, like I said, Christian's going in this year. I can almost promise you he's from Tampa. It just makes sense. Um, next year is in LA. So, I mean, 
who's a big LA star that they could put in? I mean, that's that's the big question. Well, no, so let me say that again. LA is not confirmed. It's all but confirmed that they're going to be in the new stadium. Uh, so we'll mm. see. We shall see. I was just in LA. I don't remember it, but I was just in LA. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy whining, whining and dining. Whining and dining. There's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are legal in LA that aren't legal in Florida. Yeah. Now, did yeah. you turn the on madness. the? Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you turn the dating app when you were out there? So Brandon, and just to see what happens. Brandon's like, Brandon's like, yo, I mean, man, update, up, update your Tinder and just say in town for the week. And I did. <laughs> so and I, said, I did. did it. He did it. So can I just say I went on my bachelor party a couple weekends ago, nice. and we went to Baton Rouge. We you know, me and some of my buddies are big football fans, so we went to LSU-Auburn game, oh, and nice. three, three of my buddies are single, like single as fuck, <laughs> and they were on Tinder, they were on Bumble, they were on everything, like just swiping right on everything, like they were legit having a competition between the three of them. It's true. Who all my... could... <clears throat> it's true, that's how like... all my single friends are too. Uh, you know, obviously I wasn't single at the time when they were doing that, which is why I said my my single friends. And uh, so we have a question here I, I think we should fill. Uh, so it's Slam Hub Wrestling. He, he says, are Slim Jims banned in Tampa? No, we got Slim Jims out the wazoo, brother, brother. But anyway, go yeah, on. Slim Jims. Why would Slim Jims be banned in Tampa? <laughs> I don't know. You, I, I kind of have a, I mean, you guys are probably going to laugh. But uh-huh. uh, just because, you know, I'm born and raised here. uh I'm, I'm Tampa, true and true. I mean, you can see I got my USF hat on. Go uh, for the for the city of Tampa, <laughs> for what uh, for what he's done with the community, I think it would be a really big deal. Even though he's active, I think it would be a really cool thing for Titus O'Neil to get inducted in the Hall oh, of Fame wow. in Tampa. Very, Just because very of true. what I, I he never does. thought about that. Because like, do you guys realize how much stuff he does that, yeah. Yeah, the absolutely. city of Tampa? I'd literally like, it's unreal. Yeah. I've, I've gone to Bank of America. I've gone to uh, Fit Life Foods. I've gone to so many places. And the first thing they see, like if I'm wearing a wrestling shirt, the first thing that people look at me and say is like, oh, I know Titus O'Neil. He's been in here. The yoga studio, which obviously owned by Kofi Kingston's wife is kind of why it happened. But Titus used to go there. Everywhere in Tampa yeah. I go, like people say they see Titus O'Neil, And not in like a, oh, I know Titus because he's a wrestler. It, it's more of so... This guy is a philanthropist, and I, I, he told me in passing that he's a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. He does a ton for Tampa. He doesn't abs- uh, t- Titus for mayor? Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. He's I, not I active, wouldn't be though. mad at that. He's not really active. He's kind of semi-retired yeah. anyway. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, people saying Titus O'Neil can get the Warrior Award? That's actually a good one yeah. if they don't want to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. There's a, there it is. I think that's a rarely good statement. Titus O'Neil, instead of getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, can be the Warrior Award recipient for all his philanthropy. And then now we have him at the Hall of Fame ceremony talking about all that stuff without yeah. ne- having to induct him uh, right now. I, I think that's it. You heard it here first. Titus O'Neil, Warrior Award winner <laughs> this year. Actually, you know what I'd be okay with him doing? I mean, I know usually they try to give it to an up-and-comer, but... Just so he has a WrestleMania moment or something, you know, because Tampa is so important to him. And right. it's like his kids go to school here. You know, I see him at LA Fitness all the time. I see him at the House of Brews right there all the time. Uh, I mean, maybe if he wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, you know, 
or something you know something like low both. key he can do both you know like yeah. give, give the guy a moment like yeah i he he's struggling to walk like you could see it uh like he's you, you could see he's kind of towards the end of his career but he does yeah. so much just for wwe absolutely he's like their unofficial spokesman like if you ever yeah. notice when when wwe posts uh like when they do charities and they go to hospitals for kids and it's, it's always Titus. Always yeah, it's always Titus. Him. And he's not, always he's not Titus unofficial. O'Neil. He's not unofficial. <clears throat> he, he does have like an official ambassador role in WWE because of, of, mm-hmm. of this. So um so hundred percent. hundred percent um I agree with all of that, you know. And uh thank you for bringing up the Titus subject because I think um come on, don't talk about his rumble slip. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Titus you World Titus well, World just, Slide. I respect him. You know, a yeah. lot of no, people, we, we, you know, they, they do stuff and then they Tampa don't do. they don't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? A lot of people it's say like Rome, a lot of people say they'll do this stuff and then they don't. Yeah. You know. Well it's like Roman Reigns. Like, you know I me, mean? I'm a big Roman guy. Uh-oh. Uh even Are you about way to throw the Roman whole... under the bus? No, 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 no. I, he does a lot of charity work yeah. and you know, he's he's a big name. Like he's the guy. He is John Cena now. He is you know he, he's the big he's dog. A, yeah, you know? But it's just like Every time I see something, it's like he's always at a hospital for kids and he's always like make grants and wishes. He's always doing a lot of like low key stuff that sometimes, you know, I don't think he necessarily wants the publicity for it. I think he just does it to do it. And it's like, you know, I respect people like that, you know, like John Cena doing like the seven billion make wishes. (laughs) And it's like I respect people who take time. I think it's eight billion by now. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, they take time out of their busy lives. Like, they don't see their families that often. You know, if you listen to the New Day and Corey Graves' podcast, they talk about how they get two days at home. And it's like these people take time that they don't have, and they go and they visit, you know, uh, kids who are sick or, or, you know, adults who, like military adults who have lost their legs or, you know, they just do a lot of things for the community uh in in the united states and you know even around the world and it's like i don't think these people get enough recognition and it's like you know roman especially he gets all the hate in the world not anymore because, though you know, i think w- a lot of i think a lot anymore, of people but like, i was gonna say or appreciate <clears throat> roman reigns after the thing I, I you know it, it's weird about roman too it's like it took like a major um illness in his life to really humanize him i think that was the problem right so uh we're talking about this from a a person aspect, not obviously he had cancer and it's a very serious thing, but in terms of, of, of Roman, it, it might've been the best thing to happen to him because it humanized him. Uh, a lot of people viewed him as like the golden boy, untouchable. And then he got cancer and it was just like, Whoa, this is a guy like, this is a guy like one of us and he might die like bluntly. He might die from this. And so I think a lot of people were a lot of, a lot more appreciative. I mean, that reaction at WrestleMania when we went in 35 was actually really good. Was yeah. Roman right? Like Roman, it hits harder for me because I had a friend who I went to high school with, who who had leukemia, yeah. and he beat it, and then everything was fine, and then six months later it came back, and then within like two weeks he was dead. And it's yeah. like you know we were twenty one years old, and a kid that I was really good friends with died of leukemia. So it like it hit really hard right. for me when he made that announcement. Absolutely. Like I, I was. You know, I was a little tearful. You know, I'm I'm man enough to admit it. Like I was a little tearful. I was on the couch, and you know, even even my fiance, she was like, "Whoa, what what the fuck?" And like we started yeah. doing all of our research, like because it's never really been publicly known that he, he had leukemia the first time. 
you know, he never really spoke about it and things like that. Like obviously the people in the back knew and things like that, but it's like, it, it hit hard for me. So it's like, I respect him even more now. Right. Than I did and that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Hey, that's what I'm getting I'm already at. already a like, fan of him. It's like people who didn't respect him now kind of dropped the bullshit. Um, <laughs> but Brandon, do you have something to say? Yeah, I was saying, was Roman Reigns Hall of Fame worthy before the Lucha uh, anyway, back in? Anyway, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I know. He's no, get no, twice. no, no. Yeah. Drew, no, Drew. He's trying to segue back into Chris Benoit. So yeah, here's okay. The, no. So let's go into. Uh, so we, what do we think about the releases of uh, Sin Cara and Luke Harper, two men who, yeah, uh, and also the Ascension. I should mention because I, I I actually wrote this down before uh, they got released. So we got the uh, Sin Sin Cara, Luke Harper, and the Ascension. I don't know if the Ascension asked for their released. Um, the other two <laughs> definitely did. The other two definitely did. What are we feeling about them? Are they going to make an impact somewhere else? I, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted for uh, the Ascension. I thought they had a really cool gimmick, and they just like wasted it. You, but uh, that, on the they, roster, they put it in the wastelands, brother. Yeah, come on, let's I, be I witty. disagree. I, I, you know, I, I'm not all always about the weird gimmicks. Wait, um, but wait, 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 Drew. Before you go into that, did you see the Ascension before they were in the gimmick that they're in now? The cosmic stuff, the the like wasteland stuff. Did you see the original Ascension? Yeah, in NXT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw little bits and parts. No, no, of it. So, 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 I'm not even talking about uh, Connor and Victor. I'm talking about. Did you see Connor and Kenneth Cameron? Because there was a uh, there was maybe... an Ascension before uh, before Victor even got there. In fact, if we go back further, the Ascension actually had Eddie Guerrero's daughter uh, Raquel Diaz as, at the time, and uh, oh. and uh, Primo Cologne and stuff. So it actually was even bigger than that. No, I didn't really see all that. I mean, I kind of right. saw them, you know, little bits and parts of them in NXT. And it's just, I don't, you know how you've always said it. There's certain people that you're just like, man, like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really care for them. It's not that I dislike them. It's just, I wasn't like, they didn't do anything for me, right. you know? So it's like, it, it, you always got that one or two people like you, you're Dolph Ziggler. Like there's nothing <laughs> he can do that. You're going to be like, okay. Yeah. Like Damn I get it. it. No, no but, that's not true because I like <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Ziggler at Survivor Series 2014 when he won that match where Sting debuted. I was all about Dolph Ziggler. The problem with Dolph Ziggler is it, this, this is, let me, let me clear the air on Dolph Ziggler. He's like the, fa you know, when the father has the son that he expected so much out of, he's going to be a doctor and stuff. And then he just ended up as like some piece of shit on the side of the road, like drugging himself up. That's me and Dolph Ziggler. Like I expected so much. I expected him to be the next Shawn Michaels. I expected him to do this. And then he ended up as this, this with his heel crew and people like Keith liking him. Once Keith likes you, once Keith likes you, I'm done. What? <laughs> he can't even defend himself. I know he's not even here. Wait, I'll call Terrible. him. I'll call him and tell him. Um, Dolph looks like Trump. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but, but back, anyway, to, back to the Ascension. Back, uh, back to yeah. So yeah. I just want to say, a uh, Kenneth Cameron. If you don't know who that was, he was Bram and TNA. The chat is 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 also reminding um everyone of that. Uh, so yes, so. <laughs> The original, I want you to go search it. Search uh, NXT Ascension promos. And when you can see, like, it's the Ascension uh, on a green screen, um, just talking like, well, as we sit here and we ascend and we will rise. And, like, that that Ascension gimmick, it was more like gothic Batman. Like, that, that stuff I liked. 
once they came to the main roster, I mean, I already was like, eh, when the Ascension um was an NXT towards the end with Victor, because then they gave him that new theme song, which don't get me wrong, it's a badass theme song, but it went, it was starting to go away from the original Ascension, because the original Ascension had like a violin song, and it was like creepy, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, so the chat's asking, no, it was not Connor that replaced him, it was Victor, so Victor, Connor was original, was in there from the beginning, um, so yeah, so once they got to like the 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 theme song that Brandon likes, the da 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 like that yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. Brandon likes that. But that's also when I knew it was going downhill because Brandon started paying <laughs> attention more. And, uh, you know, that's again, it's you know, just it's you know just the, the kiss of death. Is, I don't even know the difference between Connor and Victor. Like I couldn't tell you who's who. Like, Connor, that's, that's Connor's, the Connor's the bigger one. Victor's the ponytail. With the monocle. Yep. No, he does not have a monocle, Brandon. Not everybody has a monocle. <laughs> Just because you got the butcher right, the, I had to apologize to Brandon on the last episode that he he said the butcher had a monocle, and uh, I said no, he didn't, you idiot. And then it, yeah, he had a monocle. But anyway, but anyway, I think Sin Cara. I mean, like we everybody's gonna be like, oh, this person should go to AEW. This person should go to AEW. I legit think Sin Cara should go I to AEW. I think he would only be because of how strong the Lucha Bros are. I'm not saying make him a third brother. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying like he could Hermano, have a feud. He could be a good lucha brother, Hermano Hermano. Right, I, w- I want him to join the inner circle, man. Not everybody can be in the inner circle. <laughs> yes, they can. If it inner wasn't proud, awesome. I wouldn't be powerful. Sorry, I, I have to sing their song. I just I just deleted <clears> all my notes. By the way, here we, <laughs> here we go. I found Did him, you... brother, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he was able to get out. Wait, so is he going to keep wrestling? Is he going to try some MMA out? Like, what's the deal? Who, Sin Cara? Do we even know at this point? Yeah, with Sin Cara. Sin like 40, though. I mean, I don't know. You yeah. Know, I don't think he... I know he's interested in MMA, but I don't know. Man, 40 in a real MMA capacity? I mean, Del Rio got tapped out in like two seconds, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard man. He lost his replica WWE belt. You know how much those things cost? <laughs> How much are those? Sin Cara might be interested in MMA, but I don't think MMA is interested in the 40-year-old Sin Cara. Right. No trampolines in MMA, brother. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, the big guy, big man, Luke Harper. He changed his name to like Brody Lee or something? Didn't change his name. That's his original name from the Indies. Okay. A la John Moxley. John Moxley was John Moxley Uh, before. Um, But yes... um, I think he can make an impact somewhere, Luke, right? Luke As Harper's a wrestler, got anyway. the biggest upside yeah. out of everybody that was was released because he was never given his his due. Though there's a match, I think it was I think it was Luke Harper Dolph Ziggler ladder match sometime in 2014. Uh, go watch that match, and I want you to tell me Luke Harper's not a star. There was a time period where Luke Harper looked like he was going to be the breakaway from the Wyatt family. Yeah. That's how good yeah. Luke Harper is, and uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if Vince was like, I don't like this guy. He's He's balding, and he, and he looks he looks disgusting. That's not good shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know why uh, why the the powers that be uh, didn't like Luke Harper. Right. right. Uh-oh. Personally, I think he's better than Eric Rowan. I mean, but that's just that's just me. I think we all no. I think that's everybody. Okay. All, what's was what's he in like... what's in Eric Rowan's uh, cage? Brandon Brown. <laughs> Because I had a feeling it was Luke Harper's contract. It can't be that now. <laughs> I love the cage gimmick, man. The Lano. Because now we want to know what's inside. 
Brandon, what's the best? What, what's the best thing that could be in that cake? Oh man, I'm hoping it's like uh, some sort of like funhouse kind of animal or something weird like that, like a puppet that they could spring out as like a character. That would be neat. Unbelievable. But anyway, um, so a topic, a topic I did want to talk about was the latest. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this anymore. I'm so irritated with it. Uh, the latest saga of Jordan Miles. Have we have we heard this one? Uh, I kind of I kind of tuned this guy out at this point. <laughs> so Brandon, why don't you why don't you update us? Because I know you were reading it before we went on air. Yeah, so I guess uh, Jordan Miles is like said it. He was quitting wrestling. He was so angry with, I guess, what's going on. He's like quitting wrestling in general. And he said, and he said it was all our fault. And he said it was all our fault. All the all the wrestling fans. He blamed it on the marks. Said we were marking too much. He had enough. He was getting out. Uh, But then he did something weird. He 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 photoshopped his uh, shirt logo. No, wait, wait, wait. you're skipping. You're you're skipping. You're skipping a lot right there before you get to that part. Um. So yeah, he uh he had gone back to like some of the the indies and stuff, and for some reason says he quits professional wrestling because of toxic fans and blah 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 blah. And Chad Gaspard called him out, uh basically said you know that he was an entitled millennial. Brandon, pull this up for me because I don't remember the exact words, and I don't want to misquote Chad Gaspard. Um, but Chad Gaspard went on a rant about um ACH, I guess is is his name again. Right. And basically said, it's not, you're going about this the wrong way. Everything we're all thinking, you're going about this the wrong way. You know, it, this ain't about race anymore. It's about you and, and your ego. And then, Brandy, you can come in and say what, what <clears throat> ACH did. Yeah, uh, ACH uh, posted a, a picture of his, his shirt logo, the smiling Jordan Smiles <laughs> logo. I put it over Jack Asper's mouth. <laughs> and, uh, I guess Chad Gaspar didn't take the count of that. But uh, here's one tweet from uh, Chad Gaspar. He's like, uh, on that note, shut the fuck up. If all you can do is badmouth and talk uh, down people in the business after people have gone out of their way to understand and help you, then fuck off. Talent gets you so far in life, but it's, but it's obvious your, your character, character is one. Yeah, one <laughs> <laughs> I've been mouthing it the whole time you've been talking. Keep going. Right, it's what, what it's a seeking ass. Uh, uh, who wants sympathy while burning others? Uh, grow up, understand that the world doesn't revolve around you. This business, uh, as well as life, doesn't cater to one individual. So either suck it up and do something, or shut the fuck up because this bipolar crying shit's getting old. Oh, dang, that's pretty. You know who he reminds me yeah. of? He yeah. reminds me of Antonio Brown. That's who that, he reminds me. That's what of. a lot of people are saying, actually. And it's like I don't know what's going on in his head, and it's just like you know what. I, Personally, I don't even care to talk about him. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, you're not going to listen to anybody. So it's like at this point, like, you know, just go on with your life. You're just trying to keep yourself relevant because at this point, you're no longer relevant. You you had a lot of potential. You were a really good wrestler. We watched you live in Tampa at the NXT down there. We marked out for him. We thought he was going to be a big star. I thought he was great. Like, I thought he was fucking yeah. fantastic. I was like, who the hell is this? I had never seen him. Yeah. So I was like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's yeah. got a lot of, uh, what's the word that I used? Uh, um, what's for? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's the word I use. <laughs> but it's like, I was like, this guy's got some moxie, man. Like, he, he's got some charisma in the ring. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, but like Antonio Brown in fantasy football this year, he just, he disappointed me. So, <laughs> well, so, Antonio so the Brown chat, be back. The chat is asking and uh, for, for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, for clarity on on the subject, um, can anyone explain what is the Uncle Tom reference you made to Jay Lethal? Yes. So an Uncle Tom is a, uh, we said it before, but uh, it's basically someone who, I guess, sympathizes towards whites, if you will. Is that is is that the best way to say it, Brandon? What what would you, how would you describe an Uncle Tom? Yeah, I I, I think that that's that's fine to say. The way- uh, consider being like uh, excessively obedient or senile to white people, right? Yeah, survival, survival. Like, a, yeah. like a like a like a suck up somebody yeah. who right. Who and then ass. that's I think I right. said it on the podcast where explained that's where the yes uh, yes the, all of that comes from is just the the overly obedient so and so right. It's like you know betraying your culture, betraying your, your culture. Loser, yeah, you know? yeah. So so basically, he's saying the only reason because uh, that tweet was that Jay Lethal became a world champion because he was saying no black person has been world champion, blah, blah, blah. And ROH. And he goes, except this uncle Tom motherfucker talking about Jay lethal basically does not play a black character is what he's, what he's trying to say in politically correct terms. Um, but speaking of, uh, ACH, um, Chad Gaspar did respond. So I'm going to read this. He says, I'm not going to respond to Albert. I don't Twitter fight. It's childish. Um, what I would like to say to people watching the situation, understand that mental health is a condition millions of people deal with every day, including myself at times, including periods, um, of deep depression. Those who want help go out and seek it. They then look for help through others. We do not hide behind it or make excuses for our actions. Better mental health is a daily exercise of accountability with support not pointing the finger at others or lashing out at supporters or photoshopping racist images. For those who want help, I applaud you. For those who don't, I say with experience that nothing negative you do now will help you. At some point, you either realize this, then seek help and make amends with those um, with those you've hurt or not, or and go down or not, I should say, and go down a path that will spiral down, hurting no one but yourself. And then uh, let me click this to actually get the full thing. Apologize. Was this 56k? <laughs> Remember that? That was the worst. What? It made all that noise. It's like how you gotta creep on the internet when this thing is yeah, it's blaring out of your Anyway, it says for those um or was I and make a th- make amends with those you've hurt or not, and go down a path that will spiral down, hurting no one but yourself. You will continue to shun those who love you until you're all alone. I hope you choose the former rather than latter. Life is hard enough as it is. Just know that people are here and they care enough to call you on your bullshit so you can understand, grow, and flourish into the best version of yourself. Chad Gaspard, I couldn't have said it better myself because I try not to bully ACH because I know he has a mental health problem. This is the thing. I know something's going on. I've said that on on our rant before, but it's like you got to stop, man. You literally have to stop. You're, You're... I, I've said it before. If you think people are racist, all you're doing is being the spokesperson for people to be racist. Do you get what I'm saying? Those people who hate already, who hate, are just going to look at Jordan Miles and go, see, that's why I don't like him. He's doing, and now the supporters of Jordan Miles, I was a supporter of Jordan Miles. I was supportive that, yes, this shirt shouldn't have been made, but now he's just taking it too far. 
So now even his supporters are are just like, nope, done, done with that. Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, the whole point is I just wanted to, you know, probably the last time we'll talk about Jordan Miles on here too, um, because this is just at this point it's just for attention and, and he needs help, man. Seriously. Hopefully, yeah. Well, didn't the WWE sort of try to reach out to I'm him? I'm sure they did. Before things started went. I'm sure they did, but he's so, he's so, he's so delusional there. right now that he's just like, he can't, he doesn't want help. But speaking of, but speaking of help, a segment that didn't really need help this week, and I'm, I'm so weird, shocked to say it, uh, uh, the Rusev and Lana divorce storyline. Oh, yeah. Um, let me go on a rant about this. How the hell do you have Rusev in the worst storyline that you possibly could put him in, and he still hits it out of the park? We have the divorce proceedings. He steals the segment. Rusev oh, yeah. has star written all over him. Rusev is at a point where he's untouchable. He is untouchable with the crowd. And you're not doing yeah, anything with that guy. Rusev prints money the fact that he was able to take this crappy storyline and still make something out of it is really really telling of the kind of performer rusev is and you're still just not doing anything like you're still just gonna let this guy not be world champion eventually like come on here's a guy who should win the royal rumble just agreed just But, man, that's going to be rough, man. They got a lot of people where it's like they should be getting a shot at the Rumble. Is is he sort of the top of your list? No, the top of my list is uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay, okay. Drew McIntyre is definitely my uh, the, t- the top of the list because at least Rusev has a segment on WWE right. TV and he can go off of that, whereas Drew McIntyre doesn't have shit right now. And yeah, he's, right. he's got the look. He's got the cadence when he talks. He's got everything. He's he's. If you want to talk about Vince's golden boys, he's like the definition of a Vince golden boy. He's got everything Vince ever wants in a champion. Right. He was called the fucking chosen one when he was in WWE the first time. How are you not putting a title on this guy? Just That's right. There, oh, there's, there's probably like five or six, I think, on the main roster. Or, sorry. On Raw and SmackDown right now. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, my apologies. Main <laughs> roster, NXT2. Fuck it. No, NXT you had it right. You had it right. No, I didn't. Shut, shut the fuck up. Um, it's such a habit because, you know, NXT used to be considered such a uh, minor league system. But now it's, I think it's, right now it's 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 top in uh, Raw and SmackDown. But that's besides the point. I think there's probably like five or six people who should win the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I, I'm still a fan of Roman, but I feel like they might let Roman win. Um, and I think our main event's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. But that's just me. Uh, that's why I'm uh, Nola, Nola, your role, Brandon, and shut your mouth. That match doesn't need a damn title, though. I don't know why. Why would Roman win the Rumble? It doesn't need a title. Yeah. He, it, it, so so if I you think have... they're going to go the opposite. I think what they're going to do is they're going to let Roman win and they like, you can decide your opponent and he's going to be like, well, I've beaten everybody. Uh, there's only one man in, in wrestling that I've ever wanted to face and that I need to beat and to prove myself to be the best guy. And 
and that's my cousin, blah, blah, blah. Now, you see, and... that's a, I disagree with that because, like, like I said, it doesn't need a title for him to say that. It also diminishes the title if you say that. So, I mean, so, so you have a situation where, to me, it's like if Roman, like, gets screwed out of the Rumble and he's like, there's only one thing, you know, then he could go into something like there's only one guy I want to face. You know, there's a guy who I live in the shadow of and then call out the rock. You know what I mean? The, that that I, could, I can accept. Uh, but, like, to diminish the title, no, the, the, the title should be what everybody's gunning for. You know what I mean? So, oh, I, I mean, I agree, but I think what they're going to do is, is whoever wins the Rumble is going to face, like, Brock Lesnar. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, or no, sorry, Come on, win the Rumble. Could you imagine Drew I, McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar? Could you imagine if Drew oh, McIntyre turns babyface and then he goes, Brock I'm coming for your title. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like imagine he would be the one guy that could stand face to face across from Lesnar and be like, I'm going to kick your ass. And people be like, oh, I think he's going to kick his ass. <laughs> Just say it. Oh, I agree. But I mean, you got, you know, you got Andrade. You have Andrade McIntyre. Andrade doesn't know. No, but I'm saying now. like, I'm not saying he needs the title, but I'm saying those are guys who should win the Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, I was okay with it, but you had Seth Rollins win. And Seth Rollins has been one of the most established stars in WWE besides Roman Reigns. The Rumble should be guys who are up next. They shouldn't always be the main stars already. You know, when, well, when they a, were trying well, to push Roman, he was up and coming. Rumble, though. But that's a, the, the thing is, a lot of people had a problem with Seth Rollins winning. It's like, but like now that we're a year past it, you know, to me... I disagree with people. I'm like, Seth Rollins was a good candidate to win because he went on to beat Brock Lesnar clean. Now we got uh, Seth Rollins established in that upper echelon. You know, I know, granted, his babyface run didn't go as good as it as it could have, but the fact that he, in kayfabe, beat Brock Lesnar, you did build a star because who was going to beat Brock Lesnar? To me, if you had a, a, a up-and-comer, a up-and-coming star win the Royal Rumble, he'd a job to Lesnar. You had to give it to somebody who had enough credibility to beat the Brock Lesnar's to get it back to a point where, um, you know, someone could challenge Seth Rollins and beat him. It's just, it's just it, to me, it's all come full circle now. But I mean, granted, Brock is the champion again. But at least now we believe, <laughs> now we believe that Brock can be beaten. Um, can I stop you on the clean part? Because I've heard you say it numerous times. Didn't Seth Rollins not low blow Brock Lesnar? He, it, did he not beat him one, two, three without the use of weapons? But a low blow is still... Is it one, two, three in the middle of the pin? The the whole point is it's not like somebody came in, distracted Brock Lesnar. No, he beat him with three fucking, what do you call it, curb stomps. The record shows clean. He still had to low blow him, which is a disqualification in pretty much every match. Wasn't that before the bell, though? No. Was it it a no disqualification match? No. You sure? Mm-hmm. Brandon, you were awake for this match. What happened? <laughs> I was. Was I awake for this match? Apparently not. <laughs> we'll go back. We'll go back and review the, yeah, the we'll tape. Go we'll go back and, and review, review the tape. Yeah, yeah because I'm is, pretty sure it, it was maybe when the bell rang. Knows. He he low blowed him. I think he came out with a chair, and they pulled the chair. And when they pulled the chairs, when he low blowed him, right. And to me, that is not clean. That is a stereotypical, I mean, granted he was babyface, but that's normally what a heel does to win a match is they somehow cheat. Low blow is a cheat move. It's not a weapon. It's still considered cheating. But then he beat him clean again. 
beat him twice. Well, then he beat him clean. Yeah, then he beat him. So clean. he's beat he's beat him twice in one year though. Yeah, I mean, just saying. Congrats, you know. But just saying. To me, and, it's like I get excited when somebody. It's like Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble to me go hand in hand. I feel like it's always somebody who should be up and coming. I mean, that's just that's that's just my opinion. I'm one of billions of people who watch wrestling, and it's like you know. Yes, it, it wound up working out well at Seth Rollins one, but what I'm saying is, it's, it's it should be somebody who necessarily doesn't get title matches. Like Seth Rollins could be like, I want a title match, and he gets a title match right off the bat. Like there's no questions asked. He doesn't necessarily have to face anybody to get it. He just gets the match. You know, I feel like him, like AJ Styles, those two, they could just be like, I want a title match to get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to me, I, I would like to see like a Drew McIntyre or Andrade. I, I, see, or, I, I or still Rusev. disagree with Andrade. I still dis. Everybody saying Andrade is a star. Andrade is a star, but Andrade Andrade needs a mid card title before he gets there. He's the one guy that you could you could you could put him with a mid card title, give him the U.S. title, have him feud with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, and he still be good. So uh, for people saying Andrade should win the world title, it's not his time yet. And I can tell you, he needs more seasoning. I'm. T- it's not. I'm not discrediting the star power. Whereas you, I'm. To me, the rumble now, right? So I don't disagree with the fact that the rumble should be for the guys that you're trying to elevate. But right now, you have some guys that are on the back burner that are about to fizzle out, and it's, those are the guys that need to win the Royal Rumble right now. Andrade's not going to fizzle out. He's got a future. Drew McIntyre is about to fizzle out because you're. You got a guy who's just a, a credible threat, and he's just sitting there. Braun Strowman's fizzling out. Braun Strowman's a big argument right now because a lot of people would have a problem with him winning the Rumble. My thing is, Braun Strowman should be a world champion. At the same time, I feel like he shouldn't win the Royal Rumble, but Braun Strowman should have been a world champion a year ago, <laughs> if not two years ago. So I, so my thing is, like, there's only one guy to me that's that's about to just completely fizzle out on the main roster, and that's Drew McIntyre. Andrade could, could, could not, could, Rusev even. Rusev even could be put on the back burner right now and still be still get TV time, still be good. Drew McIntyre is lost in the shuffle. That's the correct term. He's the only one that is lost in the shuffle of all of this right now. Andrade's still wrestling perfectly. Rusev's still got TV time every week. Braun Strowman's still got TV time every week. And it, so what are you going to do? The, the problem is I hear rumors of the NXT, uh, the NXT roster being on the, on the Royal Rumble this year. That's a problem within itself to me because now it's like you, you don't want to bury the NXT brand either. So it's like, do you have an NXT guy win and get called up through that? I shouldn't say called up, but, you know, challenging for a world title. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think Umberto should win it and then just get squashed (laughs) in the championship match. So that way, I think Umberto should steal Zelina Vega. That's just me. That'll be a hell of a storyline, right? So did did everyone know know Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza are cousins? Because I didn't know that. I didn't either, but it makes sense because they're both like pretty boy looking. I like Angel Garza. Angel Garza won another the, one. the cruiserweight title yeah. uh, this week. And that was a hell of a match. Amazing match, and then he proposed to his uh, his girlfriend right afterwards too. Yeah, uh, which I, I was surprised that, that, was that cool. I was surprised that they showed that uh, on TV because he's weird to me. Is he a heel or a babyface? Because he's like slapping hands, but he's like he comes across like such a freaking heel. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's, he's like that, he's, he's that a tweener, greater, right? Yeah. yeah, he's like a tweener. Yeah, he's a he's a cool heel. You know what I'm saying? Like the the whole match, you mostly heard people chanting for him and not Leo Rush. And then towards the end, when Leo Rush did a couple badass things, they started half and half. 
Right. But to me, bro, I mean, Leo Rush is a star. No, I think Angel Garza is a star. I would like to see those two go hand in hand. I actually, so I wanted to do a rant. I was thinking about this on, on, on the way here. Because NXT, Raw, and SmackDown all go hand in hand. And I, I don't know if you've said it before, but I feel like randomly, like a Leo Rush should show up on Raw and face Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Like to me, I think at that point, you're mm-hmm. putting nope. talent with talent. Nope. nope. Because, because we literally just got the fucking wildcard rule taken away. And now, and Survivor Series didn't happen like a month later, where where all the brands were meshed up into one. And now we got fucking Sami Zayn showing up all of a sudden, saying, "I got a managerial license, I can show up on Raw." <laughs> what the fuck is the point of the brand split? Then put all of their fucking asses together. I'm literally so sick of of of, of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT stars like facing each other. The whole point of the brand split, guys, is to is fondness makes the the heart. What, what was it? Or sorry, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like the whole point of the brand split to me is to keep these guys separate so that when they do face, it's going to be a situation where, wow, this feels really special. So everybody, everything's getting fucking watered down. You have NXT guys show up on, on Raw. It's What's the point? What's the point of watching NXT? What's the point of watching, what's the point of watching separate brands? You, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a bleeding. It's like a bleeding of the rosters into each other. Then it becomes like, all right, there's no rules. The wild card rule is back. Sami Zayn being on Raw is a big fucking problem to me. He's a SmackDown superstar. Keep him on SmackDown. Shit. But I don't think he's ever going to wrestle. That's the thing. I don't know what's going on with I don't think he's Sami ever going to wrestle. I don't think... I, it doesn't matter. But It doesn't matter. The whole point of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are they're supposed to be brands. They're supposed to you be... You know what? So, to me, it's because WWE... <laughs> has 700 employees uh, that are wrestlers. <laughs> so there's three brands because you got all these people under contract. You got to let them wrestle. You got to put them on TV. So you got to have three fucking so separate shows. So you just proved my point. point. You, should, you just proved my point. If they, got, if they got that many people, they should stick to their allotted time on their shows instead of having Sami Zayn have two segments on two shows. Maybe Sami is that good. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Doesn't he, matter if he's that good. There's so many... There's so many people that are just, to me, they're wasted space on the roster. Like, I know, I know it's shitty to say this, but, you know, you got, like, No Way Jose. Wasted they cut, space. But <laughs> cut him. That, this thing, then, if they're just wasted space, then cut them. It's WWE, WWE, WWE is so fucking scared that AEW is going to scoop up these guys that they don't want to release people. They now have initiatives like don't, you know, this predates AEW, but they didn't want to release people. They just let them run their contract out. That's demoralizing. That's stupid. I, I release I them. Agree. Let them do everything. Because here's my thing: if WWE cut their roster in half, if they cut it in half, they would have unbelievable shows. And to me, at that point, like I know you're all about the brand split and you know making the heart grow fonder and blah 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 blah. To me, I want to see the best fucking match possible. And to me. But how's cutting the roster? How's cutting the roster that the solution to that? Because half of that roster is sitting backstage anyway. Because then you don't have to force a stupid ass match like the Viking Raiders <laughs> versus some fucking local team or this, Lacey but, Evans but versus those, some that, local that competitor. That doesn't. That, so the problem is, fucking James Ellsworth was a local competitor. You have to have have a start somewhere. The problem is. I feel like the two don't correlate just because you have them facing local competitors. That's to keep those characters fresh because the Viking Raiders doesn't need to just dominate the entire raw 
raw roster to the point where they don't have legitimate contenders. Lacey Evans shouldn't be plowing through the four horsewomen. You slow build her to to face a Bailey, to face one of these higher things. Uh, local competitors were a thing since the 90s. That's the thing. Raw used to be, television used to just be a, a superstar versus a local competitor. That's the wrestling I grew up on. All right. Then the Attitude Era spoiled us because all of a sudden with WCW attacking, they had to put out pay-per-view quality matches on live television, which is why we got 10.0 ratings. But, but the problem is they've gone back. The issue I have is, is if we gone back to, to some things like that, but people still have a problem with it because they got used to the Attitude Era. So it's like, where do you go? If the ceiling is up here, you can't go past it. You got to come back down a little bit. I know I'm just ranting at this point. I'm so angry. God! But... <laughs> 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 I, I kind of like the idea of having the rosters bleed together just so you can have sort of fresh matchups. So you're not always seeing, you know, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre versus you know, the same raw guy, like, you know, week in a week out up into the pay-per-view. Um, but that's a problem. So with, it's it's good for something like that. Booking. But yeah, that's why that's you a, need jobbers. Right? That's a problem yeah. with, right. But that's a problem with booking. That's not a problem with, with who's on raw and who's on SmackDown. Literally when they did the, the, you know, the shuffle with Fox, these companies got to pick who they wanted on each brand. You know what I mean? They got, they got to pick their bench. And here's the thing that you, you talk about bench drew you're you're a fan of football and stuff like that. You know, you got your main stars, you got like your, your, your guys who can play, but what happens when they get hurt? You got to have a strong bench to be able to fill that in too. Right. So to me, yeah. it's like, so you still have to have, I know we talk about the, the monstrous size of, of the people, um, the, the, the roster in WWE, but you still got to have guys that can fill that spot. You know, God forbid Seth Rollins goes down with an injury. You got to have someone strong enough to fill that spot with the AOP. Seth Rollins turned heel, by the way. We didn't mention that on the podcast. This episode's going well, long, though. Well, let's, let's keep it. Well, we'll get there. But, I mean, here's my thing. You got guys who are just, they're literally their job is run around and chase 24 7 <laughs> okay well, not really because me, they're not even doing that right now <clears throat> well yeah i mean they're not even doing that now but it's like you got so many people if you cut some of that down who the fuck cares if aew scoops them up aew is not going to be scooping up people every week because they don't want to run into the same problem that, they like to keep their shit fresh and that's why i tell people on twitter they're all full of shit when they when they're like AEW should scoop this up should scoop this guy and it's like okay they're going then they're going to become WWE junior with their roster where they have all these guys they have a 2 hour <laughs> show and then they they have nowhere to put them and nowhere to fill them so it's like it's like no you guys it's it's this is one of those situations where you're damned if you do damned if you don't you know what I mean? But I, I mean, I'm just saying like the, the whole point of this is like, I'm I, the whole reason I'm, I'm getting angry about it is that, is that, okay, what's the point of the brand split? If we're going to have people bleed in, bleed out of, of each roster, you know, I can understand yeah. NXT right now, um, having cruiserweights kind of come in and, and out and things like that. And, and, and NXT UK, but like, there needs to be a separation of church and state, you know, on, on a lot of these things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you talk about a build, building stars. It's like we're never going to build a Drew McIntyre. We're never going to build an Andrade if if you don't separate people. If if they have right. their own showtime, you know, like ba- if Bailey's on Raw, if Bailey's on SmackDown. That doesn't give room for Becky Lynch as an example. You know what I mean? Like, like we need to have those that separation. Is my point of view. Is my point of view. I'm and not I'm, saying you take a main star from each show and put them on another show. I'm saying you take somebody who. who necessarily isn't getting 
uh, a lot of showtime. Like on an NXT show, for instance, you know, you got a lot of people already on NXT again. And it's yeah. like, you know, maybe you could take like a, um, uh, uh, what, what the fuck's the guy's name? The, the other tall guy, the uh, Dijakovic. And you let them come up and face a Drew McIntyre on Raw. And, and you let them show. And I mean, you and can job, showcase. So, Dij- so, so you're going to job. Not, you're not jobbing Dijakovic. Don't, job don't take the words no. out of my mouth. You're going to put on a great show. It's not going to be like he squashes them. I mean, hell, you could have Dijakovic fucking win for all I care. See, see, but the it's pro- something fresh. No, the problem I and have. that's something that they don't have that's a pro- have there's a problem i have with that is because the, the whole reason aew works is because they cycle their roster in and out there's guys we don't see and we see video packages of them and it works because we don't need to see D- dominic dijakovic every week i now i know when he wrestles again on nxt i'm like i'm gonna be excited because i haven't seen dijakovic for a while um my thing is like if you just cycle guys in, uh, in like if they're in every week to do stuff like that it becomes overexposure so as much as I know you're thinking like, okay, well, since he doesn't have a spot at NXT, no, it's like, to, to me, that's by design. There's a reason why Cody Rhodes, I mean, look at Cody Rhodes. He's not wrestling every week. You know, last week they showed a, pro, a couple of weeks, they show a promo of him, but we still know Cody Rhodes is hot. He's on social media. It's a different, it's a different age. There's social media. You could still keep irrelevance other ways. I just don't think, I, I don't think that people, again, I think the, the, the best thing to, for WWE, go back to 2002 when Raw and SmackDown were definitively separate, definitively separate, and see how good those shows were. To me, they, they were like two different wrestling shows. They were like yeah. completely different. You had Raw. Raw had your Bubba Rays, Jeff Hardys, uh, you know, other guys, Brock Lesnar's, where SmackDown had, you know, your newer stars, like your Randy Orton's and your Batista's and your things like that. So, I mean, it, it to me, if the brand split didn't exist back then, you'd have never gotten guys like Batista and Randy Orton over. Because they would they would have faced overexposure, um, so they were in the same position in 2002, and it worked, and it worked absolutely. So I don't think they need to. I don't think there's a. They can't fix it in 2019 going into 2020, is my opinion. But anyway, on to well, well, real quick, real quick, real quick. My my point with Dijakovic was if he's not going to be on NXT for an episode or two, whatever the case may be, I'm not saying every week. I'm saying once in a blue moon. Like they've done with the NXT UK guys where they brought them over for an episode or two here and there and have a match. It kind of keeps them relevant in a way. Have him come up, put on a five-star match with fucking Drew McIntyre. You don't have to do anything after that. I mean, so, it, it makes Drew McIntyre stay strong and you can still build Dijakovic to look strong. In, in the, in the uh, triple threat match, Keith Lee's been hot, right? He lost, but he still looked like a million bucks in this match. Am I right? Okay, so, incredible. so it's going to lessen the impact of Dijakovic being in the Royal Rumble and saying that I'm joining Raw when he wins. Do you see what I'm saying? So now you pigeonhole yourself into a situation where if you put a, a Dijakovic on Raw or SmackDown, when he eventually moves to the Raw roster or, or SmackDown roster full time, it's already <clears> lessened <throat> the impact of it because you've here's, seen here's him. Here's the thing, though. It, it because the casuals, because... the casuals have already seen him. The whole point is to keep the the the... The casuals watch Raw and SmackDown, and the diehards watch NXT. So, to me, the way they did the Street Profits was probably the best way to take somebody up. That's a, a good example of having them cut promos and talk and get the audience familiar with them on Raw and SmackDown. And then, eventually, their first match meant something. I was hyped to see the first match. You, don't, you wouldn't get that if, if the Street Profits were wrestling every week on Raw. 
and SmackDown, and then eventually That's moves. not what I'm saying. I'm not saying for him to wrestle every week. I'm saying he can go up and do a one-off. I'm not saying every week either. I'm saying one-off. He can lose, and it could be like, okay, okay but I that's lost what I'm one saying. of the best big the street, guys, but and now what, I know what to do. But that's what I'm saying. If the Street Profits wrestled once in a blue moon, when they went to Raw, it wouldn't have meant shit. But there's a big difference between the Street Profits and Dijakovic. The Street Profits are better on the mic. So they took their best attribute, which is their mic skills. Those two are two of the best on the mic right now, especially in the tag team division, because I don't think anybody in the tag team division shit in WWE. They took what they're good at and they put them on the mic. Dijakovic is better in the ring. So let the casuals kind of get a glimpse so of let him. him wrestle so then in if NXT. he, if he come, well, they can't always put him in NXT right now. That's the thing. So if you have a main roster spot where Drew McIntyre is going to go out there and face some local competitor, why not give uh, up and coming guy a little bit of a rub and let him put on a good match against McIntyre? He doesn't have to win. It's not going to make him look bad. It's actually going to make McIntyre look even better that he beat a guy who's actually really good. And it also lets him look good if he gets close to beating McIntyre. That's the whole point. I'm not saying he needs to go on every week. I'm not saying he needs to go on Raw that week. So here's the thing. What do they do from there? So, so they do that. They can. What happens they can afterwards? Build, they can build Dijakovic in where. Okay, so Dijakovic goes off like, air on NXT for the next couple of weeks, which means it means nothing. No, I'm not saying he goes off air. I'm saying he goes and then he becomes some sort of a monster on on NXT to where he's mad that he lost in his one opportunity. Okay, to prove but, that he was good. That's not in the NXT storyline. That's not right now. NXT is being booked around Keith Lee. Dijakovic is not in that role. So now you've pigeonholed yourself because if you give him a good performance and it's not written in the cards for him to be on NXT in that role, Dijakovic goes goes stale. Now we're arguing on the podcast about how da- Dominic Dijakovic had such a strong showing on Raw and, and WWE's burying him because they're not doing shit with him. So the whole goes back to the point of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm just. It, it, it's just kind of that to me it's just you got look so brandon's much left now we've been arguing so much that brandon has left the podcast brandon's not even on anymore well that's because he finally Sorry. realized yeah, that somebody he, uh, the, he so, was getting replaced as a co-host so, because there's a co-host spot so, who actually is, is giving you a run for your money something i wanted to talk about we're going long so something before we go off air uh that i did want to talk about um so we had a uh this is this is about Beat down before Christmas. This is about knockout wrestling. Uh, guys, if you're not following knockout wrestling on social media, search it. Knockout wrestling Florida on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, dude, we they had such an amazing vent. Um, and I, I, there was something I did that I just patted myself on the back for. And, and, uh, let's talk about that. So, um, there was a couple issues. Uh, they didn't have Izzy's music. And, uh, it, it was kind of cool because Izzy, Izzy was panicking. And, uh, so I hand her a mic and I basically say, don't tell anybody. Just go out and start talking. And uh, so I'm, I gave her the ball, but that girl ran with it because she got that crowd hot at her. It was, it was more. There was more tension in that room than between me and Drew during that argument that just happened. <laughs> so there was. <laughs> she, she said, "Speaking of ho ho hoes," and looked at a lady. Uh, you have a twelve year old girl calling calling a lady a ho ho ho. It, it was it was horrible. And yes, uh, some people are talking about it in the chat. Ah, I did. I don't have the video queued up, but Izzy, Izzy definitely uh, ran me down again, um, which was which was really funny. Um, but the one thing I did want to talk about, uh, we we had the first women's main event also, 
um, on there. And um, it was Labrava versus Persia. Um, guys, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I definitely, next time um, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, we have a playlist of all the events that we've commentated. Uh, definitely want you to pay attention uh, to the next event, the beatdown before Christmas, uh, because it was absolutely amazing. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about it without spoiling it too much. Um, so I do have the clip, uh, while I was talking, I do have the clip of... Uh, of of Izzy here uh running me down so let's let's watch that Izzy 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 can I please have a word we're here at Knockout Wrestling's Beatdown Before Christmas 2 what are your thoughts on tonight what are my thoughts on Knockout Wrestling's Beatdown Before Christmas 2 let's just say I am the best gift that Knockout Wrestling has I mean look at me I'm Izzy, I'm the prodigy, I'm the hottest rhyming superstar that the pro wrestling world has ever seen. Right, Tommy? Right! Kenny. You know what? For Christmas, you should ask for a new name and a new suit because by the look of you, you look like trash. Thank you for your time. I'm I'm just saying, Izzy doesn't need to run me down like that, you know. I bought that suit special for for Knockout Wrestling, and then she runs me down and tells me. So Drew, Drew, you do know that we can see you going to the bathroom on the podcast, right? Wait, what? <laughs> sorry, 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 brother, brother, we're having technical difficulties here. <laughs> oh, but man. yes, no, Izzy is legit, man. I can't wait until, I mean, she's got a whole future ahead of her. Absolutely. Amazing performer. Already at, at this young age. Um, I, I don't, she's probably mentioned before, I don't know, but uh, what what sort of got her into sort of wrestling in, why in the don't first you place? Save if, that, if you know. Why don't we save that for an interview with her? Brandon, when are we doing an interview with oh, Izzy? I'm going to, I'm going to say that oh, right now. Cause yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she'll do it. We'll just, we just got to go to her neck of the woods and, and interview her. I kind of want to do it in person. Yeah, that's crazy. What you thinking, brother, brother? Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out, man. We'll try to figure out something. Uh, get get in there with Izzy. I'll be down. Listen, you always told me that if I mute it, that you won't <laughs> hear it. So no, no, that no. was the so, whole point of me muting it. Yeah, so first of all, my camera's not working for some reason. Uh, yeah, but, I, haven't uh, seen, I haven't seen you this whole thing, by the way. I know. That, <clears throat> I, that I do know. But here's, but okay. here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Drew, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out right now. Uh, <laughs> so yes, Drew, when you mute it, we can't hear you, but when you're on camera, we can see you. That's okay. Nobody saw yeah. how small it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's the issue was that we could see you peeing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, Drew, people are saying Drew needs a green screen. Now, what he needs to do is not be on camera while he pees. So, so for those of you in audio land, this is the one episode that I recommend on audio. And <laughs> we've been having technical difficulties. I haven't been calling attention to it anyway, but we, Brandon's camera has been resizing and, and stuff the whole episode. I try, I thought, I thought having the, you all not see the camera would, uh, yeah. fix that but no anyway anyway anything else we want to talk about before we go off air seth rollins being a heel and doing yeah. what he does we even best. talked about anything at aew can we talk instead of talking about that seth rollins being heel is probably the best thing 
ever, by the way. I loved it. I loved the whole build up oh. to it. But could we talk about MJF? Yeah, that's what me and you. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier this week. Oh man. Go ahead. Brandon, did you watch this? No, Drew, you MJF. go ahead. You're the you're the MJF fan. I'll let you talk of it. All right. So MJF. I think he has finally been released. I personally think he is the best heel in the business. He's only what, like twenty three years old. The dude knows how to piss people off. He does exactly what you're supposed to do as a heel. The fact that he made fun of Cody Rhodes' lisp was absolutely amazing. He's like, oh, sucker, sucker, Tash. And he's like, the only thing that's, that's, that's real about you is your lisp. I thought that was hilarious. He, he made fun of his platinum blonde hair. I mean, he just, I, he just knocks it out of the park, man. I right. just, for, for, for people to, to boo and to, to be as extremely loud as they were when he was trying to talk, just lets you know how good of a heel he is. I mean, I'm I'm excited for for him going forward. I, this is something that they kind of lacked in the beginning. Like we knew he was a good heel, we knew it. They tried to kind of make him like a babyface ish, kind of with Cody. It's about damn time. I mean, I'm I'm so excited to. He, he doesn't even have to wrestle. I don't even care if he wrestles at this point. Right, Give that a, man a mic and yeah. just let him go. Yeah. Right. No, I I, I think that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead, Brent. No, I was going to say, I think they're doing a good job of uh, booking his character, like having you know, heal and then face and then healing him again or having him sort of he was a, back so and wait, forth wait, in wait, wait a second, wait a second. Let me correct that. MJF was never a baby face. Well, he, he Cody, was kind of Co- no, no. Cody Rhodes explains that in storyline. He literally said, you know, I knew you were a bad guy, but you were my bad guy. He said that. So MJF sure. has never been babyface. MJF was just like a heel that happened to be associated with a babyface. But anyway. Okay. Yes. Uh, but the fans were, you know, at least cheering for him. But then it's good. You now he can go back to, you know, getting the fans pissed off at him again. But I think that just, you know, makes this character better. I think we're going to really cheer for him the next time he does or when he does actually go face. Right. I think he's one of those guys. I don't even think you need to ever have him face. Yeah, like, he's I'm, I'm, he's already getting baby face pops. I mean, everyone yeah. likes him. That's the thing. He's like an Adam Cole in that sense. Like Adam Cole's a heel, but he gets the the baby face pop. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just because people are genuinely um, genuinely like his talent. You know, they know he's a good uh, heel. Um, MJF in this promo. Um, Man, like he rocked it when he was talking, when he hit the Roddy Piper line of like, you don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. And he referenced that for like old school fans. Like, so he even got me as like an old school fan to appreciate um, stuff he was saying. And uh, so MJF is so versatile and, and and probably the best thing I have to say, we talk about like work rates and, and things like that. Seth Rollins doing all this athletic stuff, AJ Styles. The reason MJF is so popular is like, I don't know what goddamn move he does. I know he does the crossroads now, but I don't give a crap what he does in the ring. And and that's why I know MJF is going to have a good career because he stands out from the bunch. At the end of the day, if you keep raising the bar athletically, if you keep doing all these amazing things, eventually you're going to fizzle out because it's going to be like, what else can you do? There's a, you know, the Hardy Boys... And, uh, you know, Edge and Christian and all of them, even they knew to like work later on in their careers, work the character development. 
You know, it's not it's not necessarily just all about, you know, all these death-defying stunts, but that's the problem. I mean, most of them, Edge, namely, they're, they're, you know, Edge's career had to end because he kept upping the bar so much. Like, what can you do after a while? So going back to MJF, I mean, the fact that he can talk, you know, is going to be his calling card in the business. The fact that Alexa Bliss can talk. We talk about oh, people yeah. hate on Alexa Bliss. She can, she did, all she did was segments at WrestleMania. And she did so amazing in them. There's a reason why she stands out from the bunch. People discredit Alexa Bliss a little bit too much. And it pisses me off because uh, forget how good looking she is. That's an added bonus. Alexa Bliss. I'll can, never forget. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't either. But Alexa Bliss is the dominant female in the wrestling. Look, Bailey and Sasha Banks can't talk the way Alexa Bliss talks. Right. Not for a second. Becky Lynch might not be able to even to hold a candle to Alexa Bliss. And that's saying a lot. Charlotte can't talk the way Alexa Bliss does. I mean, she trumps the four horsemen in that sense. You know what I mean? So anyway, MJF, oh my God. They can stretch this feud as far as they want, and I would be okay with it. I don't know if we're getting a match at the next pay-per-view, which is AEW Revolution, which I thought was a simplistic yet awesome name in February. I think it was a February 26th or something like that, uh, which we'll definitely be seeing at Drew's house. Um, hopefully he won't be on camera. We'll live stream it, but hopefully he won't be on camera peeing this time. Um, oh no, you guys are gonna follow me all around the, the whole place. Yeah, my, my every move. We'll get you. We'll get you uh, some kitty litter or something. That way you don't have to go in the bathroom. Uh, since we're gonna watch you anyway. Um, but yeah, no M- MJF. Yeah, so people are comparing uh, MJF to Elias and Ke- Kevin Owens exactly, which is why a lot of people couldn't see the the value in Elias at first too. I can't think of a goddamn move Elias could do off the top of my head, but I know he can run a crowd. Drift away, duh. The, dr- the drift away <laughs> for the drifter. But seriously, yeah, no, I mean, there, you, there's a place for guys like that. Anyway. I've compared MJF to one person in particular when he first came to WWE. And because, I, you know, as a kid, WCW to me, like I watched it, but I think WWE was more, or at the time, WWF was more of my shit. Um, at the time, when he first came out, I was like, man, this this guy is he's a fucking schmuck. Like, well, why does he think he's so good? And it, it's <laughs> Chris Miz. Jericho. Oh, I no, thought it was the Miz. It's Chris, it's Chris Jericho. If I can uh, compare it, say it has nothing to do with the scarf. Yeah, Cody compared it because of the scarf. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the scarf. It's the fact that MJF literally thinks his shit doesn't stink. And I'm okay with that because that is exactly how Chris Jericho was with his fucking poodle uh, ponytail that he had. I freaking Chris Jericho, I hated when he first came to WWF because his character made me hate him. And as a kid, I was totally in kayfabe. Like but I hated I wasn't, Chris Jericho. I wasn't, and and I still like was like, oh man, like that guy's annoying, and and that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, but that was the thing. That was that's the a... thing is I thought he was so annoying, and it's like I, as an adult, I appreciate it now because I know that's their job, and it's like MJF is doing exactly that. He is going to annoy the living shit out of people with his character and his cockiness. And he's gonna beat Cody Rhodes when he wrestles him, period. So it's I, I like, like how he keeps calling him champ at the end. He's like, "Oh wait, you can't be champ, can you?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows like, how to work it. Oh man, it's and it's like, like he... I'm, I'm so excited for that. 
Like, yeah. and the fact that they kind of teased him joining the inner circle the first time, and like him and Jericho kind of like in the ring together, well, like they tro- saying the same so, thing. Like, let's, talk, let's talk about that quick. Uh, Moxley yeah. being teased to join <clears throat> the inner circle. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks he's, it's going to happen. Uh, but what if it does? <laughs> That's exactly why it will happen. Right? You think? You think so? Yeah, I, you, I think down the road, I think he will. Maybe not right away. I don't think so because but, I think Moxley shouldn't be aligned with anybody. I think that's that's his character. Um, I mean, just, I I agree with you on this. Yeah. What I'm saying is is AEW is very good at giving us what we don't expect. Sometimes it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like you, for one, called Nyla Rose winning the women's champion to set a precedent that they are different than everybody else, and then and they then they had Riho. Yeah. Then they had yeah. Riho win. Yeah. So absolutely. it's like, you know, they, they kind of do the unexpected, you know, except for Chris Jericho winning. Like, I'm pretty sure. No, but, but I explained, I explained why that needed fans. to happen because they yeah. needed to have the big face to, to win the, the main title. Well, Brandon, and I'm going to call this now. I think Adam Page is turning heel pretty soon. Yeah. And I, I think his first opponent is Kenny Omega. <laughs> that would be a good feud. But, Brandon, uh, before we go off air, since I, I did these graphics here for you. Oh. Who shouldn't we sleep on in the world of professional wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, in the world of professional wrestling, don't sleep on Wardlow. You know, Wardlow doesn't get enough credit, but his presence there is really the icing on the top of the cake that is MJF. Wardlow, don't sleep on him. Has Wardlow said anything in the whole time he's been in AEW? He said, uh, his promo <laughs> when he first when the, the, like the promo kind of the promo package, yeah, yeah. But oh. he's like Jake Hager. Oh, Jake Hager needs to not tweet. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he called out the time person of the year. Let's just say it like that. Yes. Uh, yes, Jake. She needs to work on her anger management. That's what I think. Yeah, I I like her Twitter bio updated to basically say what Trump said about her. But anyway, um, I guess that'll do it for episode 60, the most festive episode we've had. Uh, Me and Drew will hug and apologize to each other after after we go off air. (laughs) Maybe it's better that we weren't in person because I'm pretty sure we would have choked each other. (laughs) And not in the kinky way that Drew is probably thinking right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Drew, they want us to hug it out for the fans. Damn it, if we were in person, we could have hugged it out. Hugged it out. We could have been like the best friends. (laughs) Yes. And Brandon could have been Orange Cassidy. Look out on social media. We'll we'll try to get that footage in for you. (laughs) Of me and Drew hugging it out. Well, if you two would show up on Sunday for TLC... We can hug it out and, and before uh, we go off air, TLC has <laughs> TLC has the makings to be a next stomping grounds because there's literally no buildup for TLC. We don't know what's going to happen. That might be the best thing possible for a TLC because if if anyone doesn't remember, stomping grounds had no build. Everyone thought it would suck, and then stomping grounds was one of the best pay per views of the year. Granted, only like five thousand people in the arena saw it. But uh, TLC really doesn't have a build. I mean, we ha- don't get me wrong. We have some matches and stuff announced, uh, which I won't get into. You can go on social media. It's all over social media. Uh, some matches were scrapped. But um, I think this might be the sleeper hit of the year. You know? So, and now that I've said it, now it's going to suck. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I kind of agree with you on that, Kenny. Uh, um, I think it is going to be 
it's going to be better matches and storylines, which sometimes isn't a bad thing. And it's, right. it's a good this way to wrap up the year based. because this is when yep. the ratings are down. Right. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to steal the show is, is we could possibly have Becky two belts again. And I actually am kind of digging that. I, w- I would actually be okay with that. I like the Kabuki Warriors. I like the Kabuki Warriors a lot. But I would like, I like more than anything, seeing a dysfunctional tag team work and win and be champs. I love, I don't know what it is about that, but I love it. Uh, it, it, It's always around WrestleMania season. It's always Shawn Michaels and John Cena or somebody random winning the titles. Uh, You know, we, I think we'd be remiss to not talk about the elephant in the room. This is probably a good way to end the episode right here. Can we talk about the fact that NXT and AEW Dynamite both got <laughs> 778,000 people as the to watch both of their shows? They we have a tie. Week 11 we have a tie for the first time in the in the history of the Wednesday Night Wars. I and I noticed Twitter was dark. Nobody had anything to say. <laughs> Nobody had anything to say. But of course the AEW and again, remember my disclaimer, I'm very fair. When NXT won, I applauded. When AEW won, I applauded. But the one thing I noticed is that, of course, AEW fucking marks have to be like, well, AEW won in the 18th to 34 demographic. Right. They won the demographic. And it was like, who gives a shit about the demographic? Like, uh, the overall score, it's amazing that it was the same. The whole point is, look, I, I care about the demographic. I do. But I don't care about people using the demographic as a way to say, see, we edged it out. We edged it out in the right category. What is the right category? I mean, NXT won in the older demographic. Like, is that... So, so are, are, is there an elderly Twitter that I'm missing out on that are like, <laughs> NXT, we won, we won the war in our demographic. Now we have to go and get our Sunday dress and go to church. <laughs> Do we think these these are going to be sort of the numbers going forward? Like, if both shows are sort of stabilized so, now, like we're yes. not going to see them shoot up in the millions. Well, anymore at this point, I think it's it's December. It, the problem is the the ratings are down. We, I mean, let's talk about the fact that I think we had like a hundred. Each show lost like a hundred twenty six thousand people or something ridiculous like that. That's the main thing to point out is that they lost over a hundred thousand people each. So so you know we lost viewers. It was a tie, but we lost viewers. Is probably the way to say it. So I don't look at it as a win in that sense. Because that means less people were watching professional wrestling on a Wednesday night. So you can take your demographics and shove them up your ass. <laughs> so... <laughs> can I just say something real quick about next yeah. Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. Dude, both both shows are about to knock it out of the park. Right. And I just, you know, the, the title matches in NXT. Um, are, I Normally going into a Shayna Baszler fight, I'm like, all right. She's retaining. But now I'm like, holy shit, Rhea Ripley could win. That's true. And then same thing with Adam Cole. It's like, holy shit, the Prince could come back and regain his title. I'm excited for it. I might watch NXT next week as opposed to watching AEW, and I'm going to admit that on air in terms of live because holy crap. I'm excited yeah. for those matches because, like you said, Rhea Ripley's a credible threat. Um, You know, uh, Finn Balor's a credible threat, which goes back to last week when I said something about Finn Balor feuding with Tommaso Ciampa or feuding with, um, who did I say? Feuding with um, Keith Lee. Um, yeah, that can happen. It's, very, it's a very, very strong possibility that Adam Cole lo- loses this title, in my opinion. And you know, and you know what I, back to Tommaso Ciampa, 
I, I mean, the fanboy in me kind of wants it to be him and Johnny Gargano taking the NXT t- tag team titles away from, I think at the end of the year, the Undisputed Era doesn't have any gold. <laughs> me too. I, I was going to say, I think they, they said 2019, they get all the gold. I think they lose the gold uh, going yeah. into 2020. And I think, uh, I think uh, I love Roderick Strong. He doesn't get enough credit, but I think he, that's either going to be when Rod- Velveteen Roddy Dream Small comes boots? back. Yeah. When Velveteen Dream comes back and takes the title or uh, Keith Lee takes it from him. I mean, those are kind of my predictions. I think you should give and, it to Keith Lee. And, and uh, in yeah. my opinion, you know what I mean? Like, like we still need a strong North American champion in that sense. Uh, it goes back to my point. I don't think Keith Lee should win the, the NXT title yet. He should win that at the takeover in Tampa. You know? Yeah. Which, um, by the way, that graphic of the, I, I want the shirt. Like, if they need to make that shirt. They'll I've make it. They'll, they'll, even so, so oh my God. So even if they don't um, make it per se, even if you don't go to takeover, I'm pretty sure you could show up to the Emily and buy that. Because remember, we're gonna get a superstore. That's the thing. Even yeah. if we don't go to WrestleMania, don't go to anything in Tampa, we'll get a superstore um, to buy all that merch. So, so it won't yeah. be at Emily. It'll be at the convention center. Where's the Where's the convention center in Tampa? It's by Emily. It's by Emily. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ah. That's what they'll do because it's it's bigger, right? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the chat asking the superstore, if you've never been to WrestleMania, they always set up uh, where the uh, access event is. They set up what is called a WWE superstore that sells like every item you could possibly think of instead of having to physically buy it at WWE shop. So they'll do WrestleMania uh, special shirts. So in other words, special merch. Um, like, um, you know, takeovers and Hall of Famer shirts and all these things. Uh, but here's a trick, brother, brother. If you wait until after WrestleMania, what they'll do is they'll discount all the items and you can just ship them to your house. But you didn't hear or that from during me. the event. Yeah. Or during the event. You didn't hear that from me, brother, brother. Or during. Yeah, I actually <clears throat> bought uh, Kofi Kingston's shirt and uh, another shirt. Brandon could tell you this during WrestleMania yeah. 35. Because I was going to buy them, and I saw how expensive they were, and WWE Shop literally had, like, a buy one, get one free or something, and I bought the same two shirts I would have bought, and then by the time I got back to Florida from New York, they were at my house. <laughs> so so here, here's my dilemma. It, it For, like, a person shirt, like a wrestler shirt, you can get away with that. Because here's my thing with the whole the the crossbow. No, no, the... you're gonna you're gonna talk about the Royal Rumble and you not getting that <laughs> shirt. But that was the Royal yes, Rumble. That's that's my point though, bro. It <laughs> it was at the Diamondback Stadium. No, and it doesn't it count. Had the I Diamondback could, logo. I could debunk that right now. Thing. No, but because but they ran out. Okay, but this this is my point. Which again, you just want to be wrong in this episode. The whole episode. <laughs> so the Royal Rumble shirt. They don't do a. They don't sell other event stuff on on wwe shop wrestlemania they will sell the same merchandise after the fact and i can tell you that for a fact as someone who's been to wrestlemania about seven fucking times what they'll do is they'll have a little section on wwe shop.com that says wrestlemania superstore and you can order the same merch that are, that is there on there because it's wrestlemania it's their super bowl they're going to throw all the merch out. The Royal Rumble ones and the NXT takeovers and stuff. If you don't buy that the day of the event, you'll not, never see them again. Those are specialized shirts. It's a, it's a takeover shirt. It's a takeover it's, shirt at TakeOver WrestleMania. It is still part of WrestleMania weekend. 
All right, Tampa so everybody, no, 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 NXT fans. Everybody, really listen to me right now. Look at me in the camera. Episode sixty. <laughs> when I WrestleMania can't. weekend happens <laughs> and the Takeover shirts on WWShop.com, reference this episode. Thank you. Like uh, I've never been before. <laughs> I didn't think. I, I didn't think you had. Anyway. <laughs> Episode 60, we're going to have to go reset our testosterone afterwards because it's all been spewing out of this episode. So anyway, guys, please follow us or subscribe to us. We're at 930-something at this point. YouTube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Uh, on Twitter, at Kenny Podcast. Instagram, at Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Facebook, at Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Listen to the audio versions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, your sister's and your mother's basement, and more. All right? Now, Brandon, yes, since, we, since you're not, we're not going to be able to get t-shirts, apparently, takeover t-shirts, at the WWE <laughs> Superstore, what you can do, though, is get one of our t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Katie for your thoughts and support the podcast instead if you can't find the, uh, one of the takeover shirts. All right, guys? Right. Thank you for listening to episode 60. Have a good day, guys.